What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 136. And we're talking about a cult classic of sorts. One of those games that honestly I had always just kind of written off as just another generic early 90s dime a dozen, you know, one of those types of games. Blah, blah, blah. They were all over the place. Uh, it actually turned out to be very, very good and incredibly popular amongst the community here at Remember the Game Industries. And that is Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Uh, my guest this week is a newcomer to these here parts, a guy that I've really been looking forward to getting on the show here for a while, Mr. Thaddeus Archer III, a prominent figure in the pro wrestling scene here in Edmonton. Uh, he killed it. He was a great guest. He can talk. I'm a bit of a blabbermouth myself, as some of you know. And we had a nice little chat about Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Uh, and I say this every time it happens, but absolutely one of the fucking coolest things to come out of this podcast is the way that I'm discovering new old games, games that I missed back in the day because obviously none of us could just play. It's not like today where you can really play all the big releases if you want to. Uh, we, you know, we've talked about it ad nauseum back in the, back in the old days you had, you know, you got maybe two or three games a year, a lot of us, if you were lucky. And this is one of those ones I always missed. And it's so cool getting to experience these old games for the first time and finding out that they're just fucking really fun and awesome. And I, and I get why they have all the hype around them and everything. Zombies ate my neighbors. Uh, turned out to be one of those games. It fits really nicely into that category. I went from ignoring this game. I remember seeing it back in the day at like video stores and stuff and just thinking it's just another, you know, fucking puke it out, color by numbers video game. And I went from kind of ignoring it and writing it off to actually like really, really fucking liking it a lot to the point where like I'm going to beat this game at some fucking point. It's really tough. Uh, and we'll, but we'll get into all that in just a few minutes. When we, well, you guys know it's going to be more than a few minutes. But when we get to the Zombies Ain't My Neighbors talk, I'll get into all that. Because speaking of ignoring something forever and then actually really, really liking it, it is time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. As always, I have timestamps in the description box for you so you can skip around as you please. I did the legwork for you, so don't yell at me the intro's too long. You can skip to wherever you want. And before I get into my normal, my normal shameless self-promotion, I actually have to promote something really important. Uh, that has to do with my stand-up comedy career, and it applies to everyone. As far as I know, you can all listen to this if you want to. Uh, back in November, I was invited to record part of a comedy record, an album, uh, with Just for Laughs, which, if you don't know, is the predominant comedy festival in the entire world. Uh, and the recordings made their way onto SiriusXM earlier this year, uh, so you may hear me if you listen to the comedy stations on satellite radio. A couple of you have already sent me screenshots saying you saw me on there, which is fucking awesome. Uh, but now the album has actually been released and is available for download and streaming and purchasing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so if you're interested in my comedy, you can download or stream it on most music services like iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Music, or whatever, all those things. Uh, search for Stand Up Alberta. 
Uh, that's the name of the album, Stand Up Alberta. And then there are two albums, and the one I'm on is called Countdown to Discounts. I have three tracks on there, and it's cool because Countdown to Discounts is actually one of my punchlines. That's one of the jokes I tell on the album. So it's really cool that I'm on this album with all these other big comedians, and they gave me kind of the title track. And the, the album is called Countdown to Discounts. Uh, my jokes are, the, the sets are PG, no profanity, safe to listen to with the wife, the kids, the grandparents, whatever. And I'm actually pretty proud of them. So, uh, And I think I get like a penny for download, or maybe it's a fraction of a penny Per, per download so uh, if you're interested in that look for stand up alberta on your music service of choice and you can find three separate two to three minute long tracks of my stand-up comedy uh and while i'm here support or promoting myself uh support me in the show on, on patreon if you're feeling really crazy if you're like well his comedy's good but i i would really like to just give him two dollars that's the fucking that's the stuff because that's all it'll cost you to support us on patreon it's two bucks a month the change in your couch and you get just an insane amount of value for that $2. You can submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts. You can DM with me, tell me I suck, whatever you want. You can join our Discord service, which is growing and it's really fun and positive and welcoming. You get a shout out here on the show. And of course, the biggest perk of all, you get bonus podcasts. You'll have early access to my gaming news show game patch. Instead of waiting until Monday to listen to it, you'll get it Friday morning locked, loaded on your phone or whatever you use. Uh, and then exclusive access to expansion pass, including every old episode we've ever done of that show. I think there's over 60 bonus podcasts there now. There's there's modern game reviews, game rankings. We talk about old consoles, hypotheticals, like you know what gaming character should be on Mount Rushmore. I really feel like it's the best show we produce here at Remember the Game Industries because uh, it's the one I try the hardest on. Last week... Uh, for our topic, I actually let our Patreons submit their own play one, remake one, erase ones. Uh, and I answered every single one of them, played by the rules. We got over 30 of them. It was actually really, really fun. It was a little stressful. Uh, as is becoming tradition here on Remember the Game, I'm going to give you a sneak peek of the most recent episode of Expansion Pass. So I'm going to cue that up right now. Uh, that one kid, Nick, wrote in and said, let's go with a remix. Characters that you can keep the same, remake in your own style, or erase from history. Bowser, Gino, Mega Man. So I can... Oh, Nick. So I can keep one of them the same, remake one in my own style, and then erase one from history of Bowser, Gino, and Mega Man. Hmm. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I would... No, okay. Actually, you know what? I can do this. This isn't... Uh, this is tough, but it's not as hard as I thought. I'm going to... I'll keep Bowser exactly the same as it is because I love everything about Bowser. I love the way he looks. I love that they've made him into the... Ever since Super Mario RPG, when they really gave him some character and just made him into the kind of big, you know fucking dummy that he is with the that's actually kind of a kind of a, a doofus like I, I love the character of Bowser so I would keep Bowser the same I would remake Mega Man in my own style and I would just make him a little bit less of a weenie because like I love Mega Man I love the story I love the fact that he's like the one good robot he's got proto man and all that I love everything about him but like he just he sounds like a prepubescent little boy and he's kind of a wiener so I would I would remake Mega Man and just make him like a little bit badass, more badass is what I would do with him. And then I would erase Gino 
As much as I love Gino, if I erased him, 90% of the world wouldn't even know because outside of anyone that grew up with Super Mario RPG, nobody knows who the fuck he is anyway. Because goddamn Nintendo erased him 25 years ago. So that was from this past Sunday's expansion pass. Thank you to everyone that submitted one of those. It was a lot of fun. I got through all of them. I needed a drink when it was over because it was a little stressful. Uh, but it was a really good time. For this Sunday's expansion pass, episode 47, uh, I think we're going to talk controllers. This is one we've been talking about doing for quite a while. It almost wins our polls every time we put it up there. I'm going to get into my favorite controllers. I'm going to get into my least favorite controllers, what I like, what I don't like, the ones I've used. I'll share some of your picks and your thoughts on controllers as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty fun episode. So that'll be what we're focusing on this Sunday for episode 47. When I say there's over 60 bonus episodes, but we're only at 47 expansion passes, there used to be a couple of additional monthly Patreon shows, and those are all on there as well with some more game reviews and some Q&As, stuff like that. So again, two bucks US, tons of value, and you help keep me on the air. So please consider it. We're up to 188 Patreons. We are so close to that magical number of 200. That was my goal when we launched this thing. So a huge thank you to our newest Patreon supporters, Derpimus Prime, Ron Pierce, Sam Wright, and Devin Gordon. Thank you so, so much. And welcome to Remember the Game Industries. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. Uh, oh yeah, and I have a P.O. Box. You can find the full address on my website. It's P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6V1G7. Uh, I'm just looking for postcards, letters, little things. You don't have to send me... I mean, some of you have been sending me video games and gifts, which is... I'm not going to tell you not to because it sure is awesome and much appreciated, but all I'm asking for is just little gifts or little, little, not little gifts, little postcards, little letters, whatever. Tell me where you're listening. I'll send you a Remember the Game postcard back. We'll be best friends. You can find that uh, complete address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. And you can find me on Twitch Tuesday, Thursday evenings, and now Sunday afternoons from 1 to 3.30 or 4 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time, Tuesday and Thursday nights from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and look for Member the Game over on Twitch if you want to come by and say hi over there. It's completely free, twitch.tv, and then just search for Member the Game. So there you go. That's all. That's enough blowing myself. That's all my plugs. Uh, let's blow you guys. That is the opening segment here on the show, as you all know. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. Let's blow. Our first blower this week is Charlie Medeiros. And Charlie wrote in and said, <clears throat> excuse me. Hey, just writing to say I enjoyed your Adam Sucks at video games about the NES Turtles game. It was like part tutorial or walkthrough and part just let's play. The music in that game brings back so many memories of playing it and also not going very far. Uh, made me want to play that game again. Uh, so before I finish Charlie's comment, thank you very much, Charlie. I appreciate that. If you're all interested, uh, I posted a, yeah, a walkthrough of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the NES over on YouTube where I beat the game in about 45 minutes. No cheating, no save state nothing like that i explained the strategies i developed i'm actually really proud of it because that's a tough video game so youtube.com slash remember the game if you're interested in checking that out or if you just want to see the end of the original ninja turtles game that none of us could beat as children uh now to get back to charlie's comment here's a question for you and you've probably answered it before but what's your favorite video game soundtrack? Mario and Zelda music is always great for me, but recently Hades has been my go-to. My first CD was the Killer Instinct soundtrack given to me on Halloween when I was like five for free by Sunrise Records as well. 
Uh, dude, it's funny. I remember my friend Robbie had that CD as well, the Killer Instinct CD. That's funny. That's a good CD too. Um, hmm. As far as my favorite video game soundtracks, this is definitely something that we're going to cover on a future episode of Expansion Pass and get into detail on some of these things. Uh, off the top of my head, though, Charlie, Mega Man, I'll, I'll pretty well everything Mega Man stands out as some of my favorite retro music ever. Honestly, particularly Mega Man 7 on the SNES. I know some people kind of come down on that game, but I love the music in that fucking game. Earthbound has got a killer soundtrack. I use the Runaway 5 music from Earthbound on Expansion Pass a lot for the intros and stuff. Uh, oh, Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. I know a lot of people never even played that game or wrote it off because it's Battletoads and it's impossible. And sure, you're all, you're not, you know, those criticisms are all legitimate and fair. Uh, but the music in that game fucking kicks ass. I use a ton of the music from that game on the show as well. Uh, man, yeah. That's some of my early fit. Dude, I could go on this forever. We're definitely going to cover this on an expansion pass pretty soon. So thank you, Charlie, for the kind words and for writing in. And that's some of my picks. Uh, Darren wrote into us on Patreon and said, you keep talking about getting a Miss Pac-Man arcade cabinet. Do you want the stand-up or do you want the cocktail table version? I prefer the cocktail version myself, but a Miss Pac-Man arcade cabinet that works is absolutely always a must-play. Uh, you're right, Darren, they are. I, I personally would prefer a stand-up cabinet, and that's not just for Miss Pac-Man, that's for any arcade machine. I just pref- I, I like the way they look better. I like the art on the, on the sides, the panel above the screen, you know, you've got that like counter or whatever you would call it where the joystick and the buttons are right in front of you. That looks so dope. I love being able to lean into it. Now it's, yeah, I, I love stand up arcade cabinets. My buddy, Chris, uh, is probably the guy I talk gaming with the most. Uh, almost every day we talk video games and I know he's really into those cocktail style, uh, like tabletop, arcade games and i really like them whenever i see one at like a bar or something i'm gonna sit down and play it i have no problem with them uh but i'm just i yeah i'm personally i'm a i'm a stand-up cabinet guy all day i just think there's something about sitting on the stool leaning over to that cabinet and fucking you got to lean in because like the side paneling comes out further than the screen so it's like this little hidden peep show back in there ah yeah god i want to miss pac-man cabinet uh dna gaming wrote in and said, does anyone else remember the old NES game North and South? It was an old strategy action game made by Infograms back in 1990. The events of the game are based on the American Civil War. You can play against another player or the computer with each player playing either the North or the South. And your goal is to capture all the states slash territories or defeat all of the opposing armies. Depending on which states you have, you get extra income, which you can use to buy more units. Controlling railways gets you bonus money. Ports will occasionally get you a free army. You can have overhead battles where you control infantry horse cavalry cannons there's side scrolling stages where you capture forts rob trains it's a pretty unique and somewhat robust robust title of the old nintendo i'm not sure if it was sold in canada or anywhere else for that matter but it's a pretty fun little game i gotta be honest with you uh daniel i i i've never heard of that game before but i i I, first i love it when you guys write in about these little known kind of niche retro titles because it gives me a reason to look up a game i've never heard of before and honestly this sounds fucking awesome like i would have played the shit out of this so i did google it i don't remember it at all the box art nothing looks familiar but according to the wikipedia page it says there's a version of the game on ios and a game called the blue coats north and south released on the nintendo switch in october of last year uh, so you can look that up if it sounds cool to you. I actually think I'm going to look this game up because I think that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like a great concept for a game. 
Dave McGee wrote in and said, so if Nintendo decided to release the Nintendo 64 online program, much like the NES and SNES online, would you like to see them release a controller for it as well? And how much better is Donnie and Michelangelo than Raphael and Leonardo? Uh, <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks since we talked Turtles on here. Uh, so yes, Michelangelo and Donatello are the alpha squad of the Turtles, 100%. I know you're all going to write in and yell at me, but that's okay. As far as the Nintendo 64 thing goes, like... Here's the thing with Mario 64 being released on 3D All-Stars and and the success that that compilation package had selling, I, I don't think Nintendo 64 games will ever come to Switch Online. I just, I think at one point it was possible. I don't think it is anymore. Everyone says they're hard to emulate. They're hard to get to run properly. And people proved that they will buy Nintendo 64 games, right? People bought Mario 3D All-Stars when, not if, but when Zelda Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask get re-released on a package for the Switch, people are going to buy it. You've no, you'll, you'll complain about it, but people are going to buy it. So why would Nintendo give us games for free when they know they can package up the best Nintendo 64 games and sell them? And the thing is, is if you look at the Nintendo 64's lineup, once you remove the Zelda games and once you remove Mario 64, then you add in games with licensing issues like GoldenEye and the wrestling games, which can't come to the online service. And then you add in the games that are owned by other companies like Rare, which removes Perfect Dark, the Banjo-Kazooie games, etc. Like the, the cabinet for the Nintendo 64 online concept starts to look pretty fucking bare. So I don't think it's ever going to happen. Having said that, to answer your question, if we did, would I want them to release a Nintendo 64 controller for the Switch? Uh, no. I mean, well, sure, I guess for people that want it, I guess, I guess I don't care if they release one. My answer would be that I would not buy it. I, I love the NES and Super Nintendo controller and I didn't order those for the Switch because I'm a cheap piece of shit. So I never ordered those versions. No way am I fucking paying for another Nintendo 64 controller. That's never fucking happening. Um... Good question, though, Dave. And on you know what? Quickly, just on the note of Nintendo, they're holding their first real full-blown Nintendo Direct in a year and a half uh, tomorrow, Wednesday afternoon. I'm recording this on Tuesday the 16th, so there's a good chance that that Nintendo Direct is over before you hear this, unless you're a keener who listens to the shows as soon as they release in the morning. Uh, but I'm fucking excited. I know a lot of you are excited for this upcoming Nintendo Direct. Some of you wrote in quickly with some predictions. Boognish wrote in on Patreon and said that his mic drop... Predi- I shouldn't say he. Boognish sounds like a man name because it just sounds too ugly. For, a, for, a, for, a, for No offense. I'm not calling you ugly, Boognish. Oh my God, am I making a mess of this. Boognish is a fucking ugly name. I'm just... Listen, my name is Adam Blank. I don't have a very attractive name either. Boognish... That that name's got some that's got some bite to it, and that's all I'm trying to. I feel like I'm backpedaling now because here I am insulting one of our listeners. That's not what I'm. I'm sorry, Boo. You're you're beautiful in your own way, Boognish. But anyway, Boognish's mic drop prediction is Game Pass comes to the Switch tomorrow. The direct. Uh, I do think Game Pass is coming to the Switch eventually, but I don't think it'll be tomorrow. I think they'll announce it at E3 or something big somewhere where Xbox can be there, and when the whole world is watching. That just seems like too big of an announcement to drop on a Nintendo Direct with 24 hours notice. But holy Jesus, I would love to be proven wrong, Boognish. I sure hope you're right. Uh, and Ninja Lunchbox 79 wrote in and said, hopefully they announce something to celebrate Zelda and Metroid's 35th anniversary, which are both this year. Uh, I think that they're going to give us the Metroid Prime trilogy tomorrow at the Direct, at least an announcement for it. But I don't think they're going to do much else for Metroid's anniversary period because they hate us. 
Uh, Zelda is going to get something. I think we'll get something about The Legend of Zelda's anniversary tomorrow. But a lot of people have pointed out the actual 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda is early March. And I think we're going to get a full-blown Zelda 35th Direct, just like they did with the Mario 35th Direct. So I think that that'll happen later. Uh, I think we might get something little tomorrow, and then hopefully they say, but there's another Zelda Direct coming in the next couple of months or fucking whatever, and they give us the full shebang. So that's what I think is going to happen. My locked-in predictions. As I record this on Tuesday, February 16th at 2.35 p.m. in the afternoon. Number one, Metroid Prime Trilogy. If it doesn't come tomorrow, we'll get a date for it tomorrow. Number two, Crash Bandicoot will be announced as a Smash Brothers fighter because Crash 4 is coming to the Switch next month. If you are ever going to announce it, now is the fucking time. And I'm going to go out on a limb. My crazy prediction for tomorrow for the Nintendo Direct is I would love to see Mario Kart 9, but I'm not holding. I've given up hope. Uh, I think they announced GTA 5. I don't know why. I'm not nearly as confident in that as I am in my Metroid Prime trilogy or Crash Bandicoot for Smash Brothers predictions. But I'm just going to say that GTA 5 gets announced tomorrow for the Nintendo Switch. I just, I don't know. I just feel it in my in my bones. Uh, can't wait to, oh, I can't wait to watch that fucking direct. And then finally, the final blower this week, as you all know, gets to be the, the uh, elusive letter time letter. And this week's letter time, letter time, letter time, letter comes from Gary C, who wrote in and said, First of all, I just wanted to acknowledge some of the awesome shows that Remember the Game has put out over the last few weeks. I mean, they're always entertaining, but Skyrim, Turtles in Time, and now Zombies Ate My Neighbors? That's some AAA shit right there. Uh, thank you, Gary. And then Gary continues on a side note. Just signed up to Game Pass, and I am loving it. Streets of Rage 4 has blown my mind. I'm a huge fan of the originals, but this is on another level. It's a real love letter to the IP. Are there any retro game series that you would like to see get a current-gen sequel? Hmm. For the record, uh, Gary, thank you for writing in. And Gary did not get the letter-time-letter distinction just for praising the show at the beginning of his letter. But I do really appreciate that, Gary. Thank you. Uh, Game Pass is awesome. You guys know that I'm never going to stop sucking that service's dick because I've tried many games thanks to Game Pass and fallen in love with them. But to get to Gary's question, what retro series would I like to see get a current-gen sequel? Uh, honestly, like like the, the first two series that popped into my mind both already have them, and that's Mega Man 11 and Crash Bandicoot 4. Both of those have come out in the last couple of years. They're both direct sequels to the original series, and they're both fucking outstanding. I love those games. Particular... I was going to say particularly Mega Man 11, but Crash 4 was pretty fucking spectacular. Uh, oh, dude, Battletoads, I would love, but they've already done that too. We got new Battletoads, which is fucking great. Um, I really like, like you said, with Streets of Rage, because I think Streets of Rage 4 is fucking outstanding as well. I love it when developers take a retro game and make them new without forgetting what was so special about the old ones. You know, when they find a way to make the old one new instead of just recreating the the, the series. I mean, I could think of so many. I want a new F-Zero game so fucking bad. That's another thing I would love to get surprised by at the Direct tomorrow. Uh, I'd love a new Contra game in vintage, like, Super C. Contra style would be fucking awesome. Uh, oh, dude, a new Shining Force would be sick. If you've never played it, that's a tactical RPG series from Sega. Uh, I've only ever played the first one on the Genesis Classic Collection. I fucking loved it, so I'd love a new Shining Force game. And uh, you know what? Just to get topical with this week's episode, I would I'd get pretty hot and horny over another Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. Like I really grew to like that game a lot, and I want another one. So, yeah, I could fuck, dude. I could answer. I could list off four hundred series, but those are some that popped in my head. Uh, good questions, Gary. Fuck yeah. All right, 
That'll do it for the blowing in the cartridge this week. Thanks to everyone that wrote in. Uh, let's get into our smash hit segment. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show each week. Uh, the rules are simple. You all know them by now. Every Wednesday, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third game is Erased from Time Forever. And this week, since I figured we're talking like a retro Halloween-y game, let's do a retro Halloween-y edition. Uh, so our contenders are for this week, our... <laughs> Our, our contenders are, that's what I was trying to say. How the fuck do you screw up the word are? Our contenders for the show this week. Fuck me. This is why we're not on TV. Are, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, the focus of this week's podcast, along with Splatterhouse 2 and Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and I'll get to that in just a minute. A few of your answers from over on the old Patreon service. Jesse Clark wrote in and said, Play Splatterhouse 2, remake Super Ghouls and Ghosts, erase Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Splatterhouse is a blast to play, and it's very satisfying. Super Ghouls and Ghosts could be remade into something a little more forgiving to make it less frustrating. And though I love Zombies Ate My Neighbors, I had to pick one to go, so I guess I'll just play It's Amazing sequel with a buddy instead uh thank you for playing by the rules jesse and to me super ghouls and ghosts is the wild card on the show this week because there are people that are like it's fine and they just accept that it's tough and they want to play it as it is there are people that want to dump it because it's just so frustratingly difficult and then there's people just like our friend jesse here that just want to remake it and make it playable right because like i mean ghosts and goblins resurrection comes out on the switch next week and I'm curious to see if they do just that, if they dumb the difficulty down or if it's just as hard as the other ones. But I just really appreciate you coming in here, Jesse, and uh, and not just erasing Super Ghouls and Ghosts because it's too hard. Uh, even though that might be what I'm going to do in, a, in about two minutes. Excuse me, I appreciate you not doing that. That's nice. Uh, Dave McGee said, uh, play Super Ghouls and Ghosts. It's a pretty good platformer and it doesn't need to be changed. Remake Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Make it a third-person view Gears of War style with better graphics, more blood and guts, and more jump scares just for Adam. Fuck you. And then I hate doing it, but erase Splatterhouse 2. I loved the TurboGrafx-16 version. Yes, I'm one of those weirdos. And the sequel really didn't have the same feel to me. Now, Yamcha wrote in and also mentioned the TurboGrafx-16 version. And that has got to... Is that the first time the TurboGrafx-16 has been mentioned on this podcast? It might be. So, Dave McGee and Yamcha, you two are officially labeled weirdos. I, I, I gotta be honest. I've never played or even seen in person that I know of a TurboGrafx-16. I don't... Any, but, any, uh, but, I mean, this, the logic makes sense. You're Turbo Graphics weirdo, so you want to play your weirdo games instead. That makes sense. Uh, and Zombies Ate My Neighbors with those Gears of War graphics style. That'd, that'd be fucking sick. I would love that. Uh, Michael Mathis says, Keep Super Ghouls and Ghosts. It's a great game and has a lot of charm. I'd remake Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Imagine how this game would look as a modern era AAA game with that huge baby running around, the little Chucky dolls coming out of nowhere with that cackling laugh. There's no way this wouldn't be good. And then I would erase Splatterhouse 2. It doesn't look that appealing to me. I never played it before, so I wouldn't be torn up if I never got the chance. Uh, so I agree with you, Michael, in regards to the idea of remaking Zombies Ate My Neighbors. That sounds great. Like those little Chucky dolls with that fucking laugh they do in a PlayStation 5 
uh, like uh, quality graphic art style would be fucking horrifying. So I think that's a great concept. Uh, Darren says, play zombies. Since I haven't gotten around to it, I'd rather play it than remake or erase it. Remake Super Ghouls and Ghosts because it's rife with more modern throwback style that people are making nowadays. And sadly, erase Splatterhouse 2 because the original was good and this one was just a slight upgrade and made even less sense the longer the series went on. So, see, I like this, Darren. I like the idea, play the one that you haven't played. Remake the one you think would make the best current retro-style game and then erase whoever's left over. So you get an A for that, Darren. I like that. Well done. A lot of people just erase the one they've never played. And I'm not shitting on you guys for doing that. But I like the idea of, like, I've never played it, so I'll play it. White Burrow wrote in and said, I feel like saying I never played something shouldn't be taken into consideration. It comes up so often in this game and it kind of defeats the purpose. If you played it, you might love it. However, probably not these. Uh, <laughs> so like I, like I was saying, I, 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 I also won't erase a game just because I've never played it unless I can't bring myself to erase one of the other two because I have a, a connection to them. That's different, but I understand what you're saying. I do love the way that Burrow threw in the, uh, you probably won't like these, even if you did play them, comment. I, I really like that. And a couple people agreed with you, Burrow. Slick Rick just said, erase all three. <laughs> Raging Demon said, all of these suck. Erase them all, fuck it. Good call, Rick. So uh, just for the record, White Burrow, Slick Rick, and Raging Demon, you are all disqualified from the show this week for not playing by the rules. Uh, but that is, a, that's a lot of blowback. I <laughs> I don't think that these are all that I don't think these are that bad. I like zombies. Ain't my neighbors super ghouls and ghosts makes my eye twitch a little bit, but I don't, I don't hate it. I don't know Splatterhouse at all. Uh, and Sam Wright, our newest Patreon who just snuck into this game under the buzzer. You're disqualified as well. Sam remake. None of these. Sam says, I can only handle so many iterations of zombie games. Replay Super Ghouls and Ghosts and Zombies Ate My Neighbors and erase Splatterhouse 2. Sam, you're disqualified just like all those other crumb bums. You guys, it's called Play 1, Remake 1, Erase 1, not Play 2, Remake None, Erase 1, and not Play None, Remake None, Erase 3, and not Tell People They're Wrong. You're all banned. Fuck. This is why we're not on TV. This combined with the fact that the host can't read is why we're not on TV. <sighs> However, one player got it right. JB Retromania wrote in and said, Oh, this week is easy. Play Splatterhouse 2 in its original classic form. It was a great little series. Remake Zombies Ate My Neighbors, as this was one hell of a game and we could spread the, spread the joy to many new children. And lastly, delete the turd of a game that was called Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Now, I may not have the same reasoning with what you're saying, JB, but I do have the same order as you as well. And you're the only one that had the same order as me. I would do the same thing. I would play Splatterhouse 2 because I never played it. And like I was just saying, I'd like to try it. You never know when something will click with you. Dude, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I would have erased that game prior to playing it because I was like, well, this this looks kind of stupid. But now that I've played it, I really, really, really like it. I would not dream of erasing it now. So I'll try Splatterhouse 2, but I'm not playing the TurboGrafx version like you fucking weirdos. I'll play the Genesis version. Uh, I would remake Zombies Ate My Neighbors. It runs the risk of making it too scary for me to enjoy, but I would fucking love to see this game remade with today's graphics. 
like, oh, dude, like you guys mentioned, never knowing where those fucking Chucky dolls would come out from, just hearing their laugh, or knowing where the zombies would come from, or dude, being in some of the levels where you're outside and then having those goddamn Jasons with the chainsaws just break through a wall of shrubs right in front of you and chase you, or the giant ants, that sounds fucking awesome. And then I would re-erase Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And I don't think this game is a turd, per se, it just, it, it makes me too mad. It, it just, and if I have to choose between a game making me angry or a game making me scared, I'll take scared because I'm not going to throw a controller while I'm scared. Controllers are very expensive. And when I get angry, I get a little smashy. So I haven't played Super Ghouls and Ghosts in forever. And my blood pressure is, is, is better than it, than it would be otherwise because of that. So for the sake of my health, I would erase Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, but that's my answers this week. Thanks to everybody that played. I fucking love play one, remake one, erase one. Uh, except for all you cheaters. You're all disqualified. Uh, all right. Let me get into what I've been playing over the last seven days. And then we'll talk some Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Uh, I 100%ed Cyber Shadow. The game I reviewed on Expansion Pass a couple weeks ago. The new Ninja Gaiden style retro game that's on everything. I don't ever do that. Very rarely. This was the first game I've ever gone out of my way to 100% the achievements slash platinum trophy. I did it on Xbox, so I 100% of the achievements. I wish that Xbox had like a platinum trophy equivalent. Uh, normally, I, I finish a game and then the extras, I play them until I'm bored of going after all the extras and then I stop playing. But I, I just never found myself bored of playing Cyber Shadow. It just clicked with me. It was challenging, but I loved it. And honestly, the, too, as the achievements were popping, most of them were less than 1% of people had them unlocked, which made me feel like a boss. So I fucking loved that game. Um... I also, I don't want to say mastered, but I conquered Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES. I already mentioned it earlier, but I posted a video uh, at youtube.com slash remember the game, which just features a complete playthrough of the original Ninja Turtles game on the NES. I explained the strategies that I used and how I figured out how to beat it. It takes about 45 minutes to beat the whole game. Uh, so if you want to see how the whole game goes, maybe give it a chance yourself. You can check that out. I would really like to do more of those styles of videos, but I just can't think of other tough video games that I can beat. <laughs> that I could explain. I just there's not a lot of them. Uh, I've been playing some Crash Team Racing re, uh, on my Series X. I'm really getting the hang of it and the drifting and stuff, and it's I really like it. It's a nice cool down, cartoony game when I just want to take a break from uh, the main game that I'm playing right now, which is God of War on the PlayStation Four. This was a gift from Stupid Monkey last year that I finally fired up and started playing. And now I get why it's at the top of so many of these best PlayStation 4 game lists and games of the generation and et cetera, so on. It is fucking outstanding. Outstanding. I can't wait to see how the story plays out now. Uh, fuck me, am I enjoying it. I know it's an old game, but I might do a review episode of Expansion Pass about it anyways in a few weeks just to share my thoughts on it because I know how many people have already played it and guys have been asking what I think. And the short answer is I think it's fucking superb. So thank you, stupid monkey. Yeah, Whew. and that's it. That's like that's everything that I've been playing. Let's talk zombies. Let's talk zombies. Ate my fucking neighbors. And I like to give all you nerds a chance to share your thoughts on games before I indulge myself and ramble for a while. Yamcha wrote into us on Patreon and said, "Love, love, love this game." Oh man, back in the day, I would go over to my cousin's house and play this for hours. Sure, it's pretty challenging and it's a trial and error kind of game, but damn, it is so cool and fun and I just can't say enough good things about it. It is a treasure in my collection for sure. Um, now that I've played it, I agree with you, Yamcha. Like now I understand why it kept showing up on best Super Nintendo, best you know Genesis game lists. Now I get it. For a long time, I was like, you guys are all fucking nuts, but now I understand the charm of this game. 
Robert Lippa wrote in and said, I had a place here called, pardon me, I had a place here called Video Cinema. I would be obsessed with playing this game. The cover looked so badass. Unfortunately, some cement heads stole the game. Eventually, they took the box off the shelf, and I wasn't actually able to play it until I was in my 20s. So all he got to do is admire the box. That fucking sucks. Now, Robert did say, it's a solid game that would have made 10-year-old me piss his pants over the difficulty had I had a chance to play it. And I understand that, Robert. It's like I'm getting better at it, but it's a, it's a hard fucking game. I get that totally. Uh, Ninja Lunchbox 79 wrote in and said, This game was fun, especially with friends that knew how to play it. The game gets brutally hard, too. We loved starting on the bonus level before level one, which was called Day of the Tentacle. You had to enter a password to start on it, and it was a nice nod to that game. The sequel to this game wasn't great. It was called Ghoul Patrol, and it was mediocre at best. But... There was a fan-made sequel entitled, Oh No, More Zombies Ate My Neighbors. It plays exactly like the first, and it's awesome. You mentioned the SNES. This game is definitely in my top 20 or top 10, depending on who you... Oh, this game is definitely in the top 20 or top 10, depending on who you talk to. Uh, Yeah, I agree, Ninja Lunchbox. Now that I've played it, I get why it's in everyone's top 20s for sure. I don't know if I'd put it in my top 10, but it'd definitely be a contender for my top 20 list. Uh, and I really want to try that fan-made game. That sounds awesome. Like I said off the top, guys, this is one of those games that I really, really like that I never would have discovered without launching this podcast. And that's just the best to me. That's fucking good shit. So th- these games have a special spot in my heart because I feel like they're lost children that I've found and brought back to a safe place where they've been, I don't know, what's immortalized in retro gaming uh, history via Remember the Game Industries. So it's a pretty cool thing for me. I'm really excited to get talking about this. It is a special game for my guest, uh, Thad, this week as well. So that's enough blabbing. Let us tell you why right now. I will cue up some of that music. And when it's over, we will get into Zombies Ate My Neighbors, which originally released in North America on the Super Nintendo in September of 1993, and then a Genesis version in North America followed in November of 1993, Let's talk zombies. So we, uh, it's been a while since we had a newcomer to Remember the Game Industries, but we are doing just that. This gentleman is a local uh, celebrity, if you will, here in Edmonton, much like I would put us on the same level, that D minus F plus level celebrity, would you say? Both the very best. Yeah, yeah. The very best. <laughs> uh, a very, very cool guy. I've been really excited to work with him. We finally have on the show Mr. Thaddeus Archer the third, local pro wrestling aficionado manager and... Uh, fucking about the best dresser best dresser in the city how are you my friend very good yes i i am the paragon of style and the guru of guile so. <laughs> you fucking so your suits are fucking on point my friend i fucking uh, uh i love them i love them so much it's, I, it's a it's a very expensive habit but. <laughs> yeah so is so is gaming so i fucking i can very relate, much so my friend. yeah and uh so today we are talking zombies ate my neighbors now i'm not gonna lie to all of you guys this is a game that has come up Pretty well since I launched the show a few years ago. And I had never played it until, I don't know, right around Halloween, I finally got around to sit down and playing it. And I'd always kind of written it off because, quite frankly, I think the name 
comes across as kind of a budget title. Like it seems like just one of those. You remember, like dude, like in the SNES and Genesis era, there was so many just crap, like just crap game, crap game, crap mm-hmm. game. And that's what I thought this was. And then I finally sat down and played it. And I'm like, dude, this game is fucking awesome. <laughs> like it's really fun. Did you have this game as a kid or like, cause you, I, you mentioned that you're quite, uh, quite a fan of zombies ate my neighbors. Yes, I, I did. Um, I was a Nintendo kid, so, uh, I had the super Nintendo and it was a game that I had actually rented and I fell in love with it. And I remember begging my parents for it. And like at that period of time, it was near any holidays or anything like that. And my parents never had a lot of money. So, Basically, if I wanted it, I had to save up for it. So I remember like working so many chores and doing stuff for neighbors around the neighborhood just to like eventually, because you know, games have and always will be a lot of money for a kid. And I finally bought it and I just, man, like it, it, I played it a lot. Like it's, you'll know, you kind of mentioned to me, it's, it's not an easy game. Like it's a fun game. (laughs) It is not an easy game. No, it it is is not. There is no save states and things that we're used to with uh, newer games now. So you got to start and just work your way to the finish and hope you can make it on. But you know what, dude, I think that like, and I, we've argued about this on the show ad nauseum with some of these old games, like, Sometimes I feel like difficulty, because a lot of old games are fucking hard, man. And I feel like sometimes it's bad game design, where maybe the developers, like they were, you know, they just didn't know they were doing or something, and they just made it bad by accident, and they made it harder by accident. And sometimes I think games were made hard just to give them more more length like they you know what i mean like it's not a game you could beat in an hour because i i bet you if you're really good at this game if you weren't dying i bet you could probably finish this game in an hour hour and change like it doesn't i don't think it's the longest game the the hiccup and what stops you from beating it in an hour is that it is so fucking difficult man like (laughs) jesus the first time i played it was on twitch and everyone was making fun of me in the chat and i was getting so fucking angry which i do quite regularly when games are hard but to me like the one of the best things you can say about a game is that it's it's super difficult it's killing you over and over you're losing your patience but you want to play again and you want to play again and you said yourself you rented it liked it enough that you worked hard to save up to buy it there's something so addictive about the gameplay loop in this fucking game like yeah no it's uh like you it's it's an abusive relationship like you 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 keep just wanting to come back for more and that's rare because like you get frustrated with games you throw your controller and you're done but like this has enough to it that you just you keep coming back at it like i actually pulled it out last night and just played it a little bit and it's like you have to you almost have to strategize like yeah you know once you die and you go back it's like okay what is this level about and what are my my goals going into it and and it just it keeps uh, keeps you thinking keeps peaking your interest keeps your attention and then you're hooked and that's the sign of a good game right like it would- agreed that to me that's where the that's the secret sauce in this game because when you so if you haven't if you never played it quickly we'll well we'll break down what it is in a minute i, I always forget what i'm going to say if i go somewhere else and then don't come back to it but what i was going to say is that like like you said dude it, it's it, there's a lot of strategy to it. it. Like when you first fire it up, especially the first level or two, it does come across as kind of just a clusterfuck where you're running around shooting stupid weapons at zombies, and and then and then you start to realize like, oh no, okay, so I know where these people are going to be because the object of the game is to save the the your neighbors, and uh, yeah. you start to realize, okay, that's where people are. Every it seems like every <laughs> zombie and every enemy in the game has a weakness to a certain item or a certain weapon. So then you gotta yeah. you've got to uh, manage your inventory, make sure you've got the proper ammo for the proper weapon for the proper time have it ready and it 
Dude, I agree with you. I have thrown so many fucking controllers in my day. I still throw controllers. I'm not ashamed to it. Well, I am ashamed to admit it. But I'm a 37-year-old controller thrower. But like as a kid, that's what I would throw my controller and then turn the game off and be like, this is too hard. It's fucking dumb. And there's something about this game where despite the fact that it hits those controller throwing levels of frustration and difficulty, there's enough strategy involved in the gameplay to make you come back. It's not just a, a crapshoot button mashing game. It's more of like, no. a, it's almost like a fast moving chess in some ways. Yeah. Or like some fast moving RPG type thing, even though it isn't like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because like you're, you're moving around this environment, which is, you know, like a little limited, but not too much. And then trying to find, and it's, it's like a roll of dice, which weapons you're going to get and finding them in certain areas. Like some are always there. Some, when you open trash cans, and, that's right. And, yeah. and stuff, it, it can be, it can be, you know, you can go there, play the same level the same once over again. And it's something else where nothing or, it's something that hurts you. And yeah. so like, yeah, dude, fuck so it's yeah. like this, you, you, to me, like my biggest thing, you just got to always go and keep looking for everything and amass that inventory. Cause like you said, with certain things only as you progress in the game, only work for certain characters or so it's, yeah, it's, yeah. uh, it, mean, it, 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 it's never, it doesn't, it, the levels are the same, but it doesn't always feel the same. Yes, that's a great dude. I never even, and I was, I wish I, I never even thought of that till you said it, but that's because, okay. So just quickly now I will explain if you've never played this game, we'll get more into the detail in a minute, but the long and short of it is you go from level to level to level. I think there's 42 levels or something. And, yeah. uh, and, and it starts out, you have 10 people that you have to save 10 neighbors, 10 humans, and you have to basically just touch them before one of the enemies touches them. And if you touch them, then they carry on to the next level. And so then in the next level, if you saved eight of the ten from the first level, in the next level, you have eight people to save. And then so on and so forth. And as long as you still have at least one person to save, the game keeps going. But when you're out yeah. of people to save, then you're fucked. And, uh, <laughs> and like you said, I, when I first started playing it, I realized that the people are always in the same places. And I was like, I can't decide if I like that or not. Because on one hand, it's easier to strategize. On the other hand... It becomes a little bit, um, not yeah, yeah. You know exactly where to go, but dude, yeah. you nailed it. The to me, that was the right call was to put them in the same place because, quite frankly, the game's difficult enough as it is without also having to find everyone. The fucking hook and dude, what what adds borderline infinite replayability to this game is the randomization of the item drops. And I yeah. never thought of that, but like when you play like a Mario, you know where every mushroom in that game is. You know what I mean? Like there is no randomization. Whereas in this game, like you said, dude, you could open a cabinet and the first time you play through it, there's a potion. And then the second time you play through it, it attacks you. And then the third yeah. time there's nothing. And that is so just, that is all it takes to give it that borderline infinite replayability because you never know what kind of run you're going to have. I love that well, idea. Yeah. And you might get lucky and get the death, the, the skull key. And that's going to help you down the road with certain levels. Mm-hmm. And- then you can play all the way to say the baby level and you don't have a death key and you can't finish that with the giant baby level. Fuck that giant baby (laughs) that became that, that stupid baby has become part of folklore here at remember the game industries. Cause I was so fucking angry when I ran into that baby the first time. And then finally, Oh, and he's such a, fucking bullet sponge you just hammer him and hammer him and hammer him and i'm like what the fuck because i get to learn that like oh, okay these these bad guys are weak against uh popsicles or whatever and these bad guys are yeah. weak against soda cans that baby's not weak against fucking anything and i was getting what? so mad i well, hate I him will, i that and the sandworms i don't know if you got to like level 20 no, but the, I, oh the, i did the, i did i did get yeah that. the 
the sandworms or the void worms like yeah. they're, they're the same as the baby like you you basically have to have the potion to be the giant purple werewolf or be pretty adept with the rocket launcher and you're just spamming trying to like hit them as much as you can before they move again just so you can and you have to hit them so many times so, like, so many it's borderline it's ridiculous i was like come on like this isn't the final boss of the fucking game there's and i'm no. gonna and i like this game and we're gonna say more good about this game than bad i promise <laughs> for all you diehard zombies ain't my neighbors fans but i'm telling you all right now and for all you game developers out there and i know there's probably none of you that listen to this but in case one of you do nobody likes fucking boss fights that are just bullet sponges where you just waste all your ammo. Nobody likes that. Make it creative no. and make me have to hit it five times or something. Don't, ah, dude, I finally realized that, it, yeah, you're like you said, go to the potion, turn into the purple werewolf and just fucking hammer that thing. And I'm, I'm horrible <laughs> for saving my items for the end of games. Horrible. Yeah. I don't know if you're like that, like RPGs and stuff. I'll, I'll die 20 times, but not use an elixir because I'm like, well, I might need it later. And it's like, we've well, yeah. died 10 times. Use the fucking elixir. Like it's, um, <laughs> but you might, it's, you might need it for later. Like, exactly. And then, it's funny. Like ex- playing last night, I was saving that potion. I was doing the, just, I just wanted to do a quick playthrough. So you could do the hedge maze with, uh, all the Jasons and running around yep. with, with the, with the chainsaws. And I, I, usually I'm pretty good with that level. Cause you use a fire extinguisher to freeze them and yep. run away. But, uh, I was, I just kept laying, I was getting my, butt handed to me and i was like oh purple werewolf like just do it you got one you got one i'm like no 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 save it for the baby save it for the baby save it for the baby yeah and, and I, made it through the, I made it through the skin of my teeth and then used it later on the baby but man like, oh. yeah it's yeah it's fucking dude i remember when i was playing it the first time all these people in the twitch are like telling me to use my items use my items and my mind is just like no fuck that dude i'm in level 10 I'm like, I got 30 levels to go. I can't burn items yet. But like, I will say, and this game actually has helped me. I've actually started to do it a little more in other video games. And I swear to God, it's because of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I've kind of taught myself like, dude, if you've got items and you're stuck it apart, just use your fucking items. And that was it. It's like, just use your fucking potion. It's here. Just fucking use it. Like this game will be so much easier. I hate, I knew that baby was going to come up and it like, it makes my eye twitch. I hate that baby so much. Well, the, the best is when in the earlier levels you get the death key and then you just know you don't have to like kill the baby. Yeah. It's like, because when you do kill the baby, it actually shrinks into another baby. So you save an extra neighbor. But at the same time, it's like, if you have the key, it's like, screw this. Like, I'm going to pick up a few items and sneak past that evil giant fast baby and then get out through, you know, like use the, the key to get the last two neighbors. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. There's like a couple of cheerleaders up there or something. Yo, I hate the cheer. Let me, I'm, I'm going to just side track here. By I hate means. the cheerleaders because they jump up and down. And when they're in the air, you can't touch them and collect them. Right. So you're getting chased by somebody and you're trying to like fight, but not get her dead. And, and, and she's jumping up and down. Like there was, there's been points where like I'm walking back and forth over like the, where the character is, but she jumps every time I walk towards her. So oh, I'm, I'm moving back and forth exactly like over her, but because she's jumping when I'm trying to touch her, she, I don't actually collect her, right? Dude, and, I had oh. so many instances where I couldn't pick them up, and the cheerleaders <laughs> yeah, are worth the most points. And I was like, why yeah. am I not getting her? But it's because she was well, jumping. It's, it's like the one with uh, the the oh. uh, football play, the football players and the Martians. Yeah. And it's all cheerleaders, and the football players are moving so fast, and there's a giant UFO shocking oh. you from above and then the aliens are trapping you in bubbles and it's like 
it, the thing moves so fast. Like there's the fast running shoes all over it because it's just meant to be a super fast level. And you're trying to like, you have the fast shoes on, you're trying to quickly pick up the cheerleader, but you're moving too fast over her. And it's just, Oh, I never th- so, fr- so frustrating, but so fun. Oh, that makes me so angry. Cause I did not realize <laughs> that's why she wasn't. Cause I was like, so like, yeah, again, if you've never played it, there's like, there's like a guy barbecuing, there's fucking, there's little babies, there's cheerleaders. There's this like, looks like a touristy couple. There's like, couple. Yeah, there's like a, a bunch dog. of a dog. Yeah, it's just a bunch of like random, you know, generic skins or whatever for people. Um, but they're worth various amounts of points. And the cheerleaders, if I'm not mistaken, are worth the most points, if not the most, one of the most. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And uh, and I believe that you get more characters to save if you get like it's like getting extra lives. Like if you get lots of points, you get another. They'll like give you an extra person on the next level to have to save. Um, okay. So my focus is usually those cheerleaders. Like if I see a, a baby on one side or a cheerleader on the other side, like I'm like I'm like sorry, baby, you don't even know that you are gonna get, get eaten, but that cheerleader does. I got to go save her, right? Because she's worth more points. But yeah, dude. And then the cheerleader would jump, and then I wouldn't be able to save her. And then the baby gets eaten, and then it just and I never realized that was why. Oh, and it would make me yeah. that would piss me off. And you know what else? It would piss me off, but not enough to make me quit the game or anything. I actually thought it was fun. But another thing that would drive me crazy is when you would find somebody, but they'd be on the other side of a wall and you couldn't get to oh. them, but there was a zombie or something on that side of the wall. And you're and just, then you watch it. Yeah, you watch, watch it. You just watch it. And there's nothing you can do about it. And it's just so <laughs> infuriating, but it's, God, I love it. It's, I, it's even worse when you're like literally right. Like, so you're going over a corner of the map or some trees. Uh, it was like one level with the, 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 the archeologist or whatever. And you think you got him, you see him in your sights and you're running at him. And then a zombie just pops up right above on the other side of the screen and just touches him right before you touch. Yes. You're just like, I was there. That's so cheap. Like that just, and I know I say that a lot and not everything I accuse of being cheap is cheap, but that's such BS when you find somebody, cause you have that little radar, which is really handy. And you can see like, Oh, okay. There's someone up and to the left. So then you start making your way up there. And then right as you get close, right as they come to the corner, corner of your screen yeah like a zombie walks in from the edge of the screen and touches them before you had any possible way of saving that person and it's just so ah but that's the magic about this game is like despite that stupid baby and despite the jumping cheerleaders and dude that you mentioned the football stadium that level is those fucking aliens make me so mad but despite all that yes with the stupid bubbles but despite all that like yeah you keep playing it because it's just it's it's fun and it really does reward uh practice like once you know like oh okay dude uh in the factory level thad those stupid little oh, baby that's another one i hate because you think you killed them and then they're actually flaming skeletons still hurting yes oh and, like and you- they oh and they just come in swarms too oh yeah and they're so fast and they're so hard to hit and if i'm not mistaken like the best weapon to attack them with is the soda cans i think was, Actually, you know, I what I found was the best weapon is that, uh, you know, the cross? Yes, it's, yes. It's like a little, like, it, it doesn't look, it looks more like a, a plus, but it's like a cross and it does that thing around you, the magic sparkles or something. Right, <laughs> yes. I, I find that works best for the werewolves and the little babies because, like, if you do, if you spam it, you kind of go through it quick, but if you spam it quick enough, you get them, like, at both levels of, like, the you know, the crazy baby toy and then the, the flaming skeleton that's oh, left over. Oh, okay. But, that's a good um, 
Yeah, and then the only thing like it's, the fire extinguisher comes in handy when like you're just playing on playing that running. Yeah, and so if you if you just freeze them and know you're like moving your ass to the other end of the map, I tend to in that level I find the fire extinguisher helps a lot too. But That's a good tip. That one sucks so much because you're like moving in between these boxes and you need to get like to get things you need to make sure you have the bazooka to blast open these yeah corridors or like you're, it's like a maze right yeah, like it you're. Is. You're working your way through it, and all of a sudden, it's like I'm trapped, and then I'm getting spammed by like sweet these little baby doll oh, things coming I, at me. Yeah. I hate those little baby. I I can hear their laugh like while yeah. we're talking, and it's just it's just it, why are all the babies in this game crappy? Like the giant baby sucks. Well, I, the little I think, flaming. I think babies. that's meant to be like a, like a Chucky. Yeah, it looks yeah, sort of like a Chucky. But another thing is like the bozos. Like if if you do the blow up, uh, the, like the little clown punching bags. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that that helps a lot too because like if you can find a if you're you're getting three of them on you like same with the shopping mall or whatever if you get three of them on you just throw up one of those clowns and hightail it and that usually keeps them entertained. Yes, so. and like, so yeah, so like if you've never played it, dude, there's so many. I brought up the Wikipedia page just because I was like, I'm never gonna remember all these and like yeah, it lists lists off a few weapons and it's water gun, bazookas, weed whackers, soda cans. Uh, popsicles, tomatoes, silverware, dishes, crucifixes, flamethrowers, fire extinguishers. Like there's, you mentioned the the blow up clown thing you can use to distract enemies. Yeah. Like there are so many uh, items and power ups in this game. Like that's not even all of them. There's so many in this game, and it and I like the concept that they all attack differently, do different damage, have different effects on different enemies. If I uh, legitimately, my biggest criticism of this game, it's not that stupid giant baby because everyone's just going to say get good anyway and i know i got to get good yeah but but my legitimate biggest criticism of this game is that i wish you could pause it while you were scrolling through your items because yeah. na- dude once you've got 6 7 Uh-oh. 8 different weapons it's such a pain in the ass to scroll through <laughs> tap, if you tap, accidentally tap, 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 tap. yeah and you and you have dude and and you've played it you know like you have no choice but to memorize the order of those weapons yeah, because you get about a second to get to the right item for the right enemy, and if you go past it, you're like, "Oh fuck!" Like, and it just I'm gonna I re- do it again. You gotta scroll through them again. Yeah, and again. And like I really I was- wish, and I mean, in tons of games have this, you know, where you bring up your, um, you know, for example, like your weapon roulette or whatever, and the game either pauses or goes into like slow mo while you're picking a new weapon. Yeah, God, that would just. I don't know if that would make the game easier or not. Maybe it would be like saying, you know, the original, the old school Resident Evil games, you control like a like a slow tank, but that also makes the game kind of better. Like it adds to the tension, and yeah. maybe that was their intention with the weapon uh, selection in this game is to just make it harder. But it really like the amount of times I died, lear- like oh my god, I gotta to get, get to the soda can. Yeah, like, and that's so, because inf- dude, you mentioned it, so many of the enemies in this game, like in the first couple levels where it's just zombies, it's a piece of cake. But once the yeah. other enemies start popping up and start moving faster, you have gotta be greased oh, lightning fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you gotta like, you, you gotta be like snap memory, like immediate judgments, like, and, and they just get bigger and badder, like the mummies and the the, the swamp cre- the swamp creatures. Like, did you ever get to a swamp creature level? I I got to like the mid twenties, so I, I can't... yeah, I think I think it might be a little later on, but it's literally like just like a, a coast, and there's like these swamp I did. Yes, gilmen, I did. and I just they like they, they're they're like the werewolves, but they can swim. Like usually it, with all the other characters, you can hop in water, a body of water, and be safe. 
you know, like the zombie or someone's chasing you, hop in a body of water and you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Go to the other side and get out. But they, they go in the water and out of the water. And when they're in the water, you can't even hurt them. That's right. Yeah. Oh. And it's, oh, yeah. Dude, I got to ask. <laughs> so much I, groaning. <laughs> I know you said it to me at some point, but I don't remember. Did you, have you ever beat this game? So I got, I, I told you, I thought I'd beat it twice. Okay. Um, in, in retrospect, I think, cause it's co there's co-op mode, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know I beat it in co-op mode with a friend of mine okay. who I actually haven't kept contact in years and I don't, I haven't really looked for him. So, um, but I'm, I'm sure, yeah, we beat it once and then I'm sure I, I'm almost certain I know I beat it once on my own back, like many years ago, like when I'd had it for a long time, I'd stay up through the course of like a night and I had on my own on the super nintendo and i still wish i kept it on the super nintendo because like i want to try it now but i have it on a modded wii that someone gave me right and i'm using a wii u nunchuck oh. and it's a it's a it's a super nintendo game yeah so like a wii u nunchuck's not set up with the buttons no um so you can kind of set up the buttons but it doesn't have that feel so i know for certain though I'd fit like I finished it twice, but I the one of them was with co-op. So. That's, dude, that's still like I and you know what? There are certain games like like uh <laughs> like Battletoads or like uh the original Ninja Turtles on the NES where I'm like if anyone tells me they beat them, I'm like, oh wow, but in my I'm like you're full of shit. Like I can't I just like I'm like, no, no, I don't even think they put an ending into the original Ninja Turtles game because no one was ever gonna get there. Everyone's um, gonna finish it, yeah. Yeah, but like this game, like I got really hooked on this game for a couple weeks where I felt like every night when I would sit down to play video games, I would do a session of this before I do anything else. And uh, literally every session I was getting a little further and a little further because I was getting yeah, a little better a and practicing. I believe that someone could beat it with enough repetition. A hundred percent. Yeah, and that. It's just knowing the strategy for each level, right? Like, and that's what I, and, and being lucky in a lot of ways with the weapons drops, but it's just knowing the strategy. And once you, you know, the, there's some levels that are pretty cut and dry. And then there's some that you really got to know how to deal with it. And once you get it all, like, because I remember I finally started playing it again when I had this modded Wii and I was like, I was getting whooped. And I was like, I know I used to be much better at this game. And then now, no, I can get quite farther, like into the 20s without trying too, too hard. And it's just, yeah, understanding and I wouldn't say memorizing, but just getting adept of the entire game and what each level brings. And once you know all that, you can do it. And then, and then the other thing is like just... Uh, getting as many health packs as you can and yeah. knowing when to use them right yeah like, oh yeah dude you got it my yes. biggest thing is like i you you can't lose a life till like the, you have three lives and i very rarely get an extra life so it's like you you want to wait to die like at least 10 levels in yeah. or so like you know get up into the 30s or 40s like you want to at least save it for the first 10 or so okay there's a death that's fine move on and then just keep trying to save your life. Yeah, because one of the things, too, is like, for any of you that are wondering, you don't get continues. You do have a password. Nope. There is a password system. Yeah, you can go back and play other levels. So, like, I've, I've actually done that. Like, And there's only certain ones that give you a password. Like, you basically start in increments. I think it's every three or five or something like that. So, right. it's like you can go to level five and you can go to level 10 and you can go to level 30 or something. It's a little more random, but if you get stuck and it, when you finish that batch of levels, it actually gives you that password. I remember writing those down as a kid. Oh yeah. Like I had a book, I had a book where I wrote down all those paths because there was no internet really. Like the, the internet came a few years later, but like there was no internet. So I'd write down all those little things so I could go back and start anew. The only bad thing about that is you don't have the weapons you've that's, collected. That's what I was going to say is like, 
I mean, because like there's a lot of these older games where you're like, my God, this game could use like save files or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like like I'm like, listen, I'll argue with everyone till the fucking death. People that are like anti save state when it comes to playing ROMed versions of games today. I'm like, sure, it takes a little bit away from the game to just mash save states to get through something, even though I have done it. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, you guys, like I'm a 37 year old man. I ain't got time to play fucking 20 levels over again every time I want to sit down and play. I'm like, save states so that I can yeah. go deal with like Save states are magical. This game's got passwords, which in theory should be fine. That's the original save state was passwords. But the problem, yeah. like you said, is that you don't carry your items across. And like, dude, I, I, as someone that's only, I, yeah, I can only get about halfway through this game. And by the 15th level, if you don't have like a fully stocked arsenal of items, you're boned anyway. So it's yeah. like the password, all like, all like to me, frankly, the only real use for a password would be either practice or to just yes. do dry runs of levels to learn where survivors are. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. That's, that's my, that's what I've always used it for is just a way to get in and understand that level. And maybe get lucky and get past it and get to know the next one. Like just to give you a glimpse of where you're going to go when yeah. you play it all over again. And once you play it all over again, you have your full arsenal that you've collected over multiple levels. Right. So. Yeah. Cause, cause I agree with you. Like there's dude, there's a lot to be said. Like I have a, I have a, I have an incredible level of admiration for video games that are, that are difficult like this, but that reward uh, practice. And the first game, and I don't know why I always go to this, but the game that reminds me the most of that is like, is either punch out or Contra. And those are the yes. old games that are that are hard as fuck. But if you just practice, 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 practice. And, and they're beatable. You just have to put the time in to get good. Frankly, to get good. And that's what this game is. Like, the first time I played it, I think I got eight or nine levels in and I was pissed off. And then the second time I played it, I made it through another, like, four levels because I knew where the humans were in the first couple levels. And then the next time you play. And uh, that's, that's great. And that's where I think keeping the survivors in the same stationary places and just rotating in and out your items is such a great gameplay mechanic because you can practice and know where you've got to go. And then like you said that even if you know exactly where to go, you're somewhat at the mercy of the items. And that's what makes yeah. you want to play again and again, dude, I bet you there are diehard zombies and my neighbors players that within five or six levels restart if they haven't gotten a good drop of items. Well, yeah, no, I could, I, I could see that. And like, I, there's been times where I haven't been that, where I got overwhelmed and I've lost a couple lives, and I'm like, okay, I'm totally just gonna bomb the next level or so because I really didn't get much. Like, I remember for the longest time when I first started replaying it in the last year, um, if I didn't get the death key before the baby, I just like die. Right. And and it, it, you can you can fight the baby, beat the baby, and get it. But I was just like, I wasn't as adept and used to it, and he's just such an evil quick little bastard oh, that i just I, I was just like if i don't luck luck upon the death key I, i'm not doing it and now i'm at a point where it's just like okay bring it on baby but yeah. it's uh i gotta have that purple werewolf so. <laughs> yeah oh yeah without the werewolf it's impossible um but just say yeah like it, it, nothing but great design all around and then the, the other thing i really wanted to touch on is um i i, I maybe some would argue with me i actually think this game looks really really good like for a game that it came out in 93 so that's 28 years i think yeah. this game like i'm i'm a everyone that listens to the show regularly knows like i've got a ridiculous hard on for the 16-bit era of gaming period yeah and i think that that's as good as 2d gaming can look is those the pixel art the best super nintendo and genesis games i don't know if i would put this up there with the best looking games on those consoles 
but it looks really good. Like it holds up. There's no confusion as to what you can access or what you can interact with yeah. and what you can't. Like I'm looking at screenshots right now, dude. It looks like a cartoon show. Yeah, no, it it's literally like you're playing a cartoon. Like I remember there was a comic book game. Was it for the Genesis? Comic Zone. Com- and i was i was honestly disappointed by that because like it didn't feel like a cartoon or a comic book to me Mm -hmm. whereas playing zombies ate my neighbors like i'm a lifelong i grew up on saturday morning cartoons and i grew up on comic books like that feels like a comic book or a cartoon come to life it really does yeah yeah like you mentioned because like because i am not i am not a movie guy like my knowledge of movies is so it doesn't even exist i know so little about movies but like you dude as soon as you said that those evil baby dolls are like a spoof of chucky i know who chucky is and i'm like yeah totally and the chainsaw guys with the mask like that's clearly jason and and yeah. stuff like that they do and you have the vampires and the gilman like the right. i i was born on i like i i love monster movies i have a giant zombie tattoo across my back and i i watched uh, night living dead really really young and so that was part of the thing that appealed to me when i first rented the game and played it was like oh this is zombies like and and monsters and like this is like the monster squad but a game you know yeah. and they found a they found a great way because like obviously I would argue that it was practically impossible to make a good horror, like a scary video game pre CD games. You know what I mean? Like pre PlayStation Mm -hmm. one, like it's like you, you can't, you're not going to scare someone with a super Nintendo game. You're just not. But I do feel like this game really hits a stride between making it kind of childish and funny and cartoony and not, it's not scary, but they do a good job of making the characters seem kind of scary. Oh yeah, you know that wolf, I, like the werewolf, like no. that howl. Like you can't see him, you hear the howl, and then he just comes at you, yeah, like a bat out of hell. Like he, he, he and he's all over you, and like that's it's frightening. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, or that that, right? that friggin' that high pitched giggle from those evil baby dolls. Oh, like it's it's yeah. not scary in the way that like Resident <laughs> Evil is scary, but like you get that sense of like your like Baby. the hair on your neck stands up, and you're like, oh crap. Yeah. And uh, I love it. Like I'm looking at pictures right now, particularly the because you could play as the the boy or the girl. Um, yeah. And I and if I'm not and you maybe know the game a little better than me, but I don't think there's really any difference other than the like the way they look, like they handled exactly the same. I feel, and yeah, they. I, I feel like I've had this argument in the past before, but I believed when I was younger that the girl was quicker. Okay. But in playing it, I'm almost certain they're exactly the same. Uh, like, yeah, but like, in, in my mind, I thought the girl was quicker um, when I was younger and playing it. I don't know how that works. And but. maybe she was, but I mean, I mean, if there is if there is a difference, it's not like it's minimal. Yeah, yeah. it's not Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong, or something. It's not no. a big difference. Uh, I I actually I, I got to be honest. Whenever I've got a choice to choose between a male or a female uh, protagonist, I usually actually go with the female. <laughs> that's just i don't know why i just like it i just you know what i mean i just i don't know it's, well, it's, it's cool to me I, I think it's neat it's not an option that came around often especially back then isn't that the truth yeah you're right yeah. whereas like in this game i play as the guy because i think that they made the girl look like kind of a nerd like she's yeah. got the hat and the backpack and stuff whereas like the guy has this like mohawk and the 3d glasses and the skull <laughs> shirt and I'm like dude how on earth did he get to look so rad and then she just looks like the kid from pokemon she's like, like I, yeah exactly yeah she's she's like a pokemon trainer essentially that's exactly what she looks like is a default pokemon trainer but uh <laughs> but they look like even your main character like looks cool the aliens look cool i actually really really like the animations of the people you're saving 
Like, yeah. I think they look really... The barbecue guy, I hate him so much. The guy that's <laughs> grilling. Every time I yeah. see him, I'm like, you look like such a douche. But I douche. have to save you. I want you to kind of die. And I, I love the guy uh, or the girl jumping on a trampoline. Yes. The, the, the whole, like, it really feels like she's like, it's funny. The guy's wearing 3D glasses, but it almost feels like a, like a 3D movie. Like she's The animation of her jumping up and coming at the screen feels like she's coming right at you. Yeah, it does. Uh, and uh and then the guy in the pool i just love like lounging in the pool yeah with uh, a drink and i always leave, i always leave, yeah with, with a drink in his in his inner tube or whatever and it's funny because i love him because if you have him in a level you always leave him for last because the, like it's water and the only ones that can get someone in water is the merman and they're only on a few um yeah. like he's levels. safe so, yeah he's safe yeah he's safe so like i've had the girl in the trampoline die i thought she was safe but she isn't but the guy in the pool will always live so and and i love that like <laughs> i love the idea that all these people are just going about their saturday evening or whatever it is <laughs> despite the fact that like dude like in the one level those oh those those giant ants the giant oh, yes. ants, oh, I those hate them. yes because they can climb over the walls and stuff like that yeah. but like yeah like the dude is grilling as he's just surrounded by giant like giant ants like the size of buses and I'm like dude are you not gonna like you're not even flinching you're just like focused nope. on your he's flipping burgers i love it I, th- I think that's just i it and again it just it walks this perfect balance between funny and again not horrifying but for a super nintendo game like they they lean into the scary thing a little bit it's like a funny well, horror did. movie I think there was something to the nature where they got, there was some controversy or something where they had to turn all like the blood to purple. Oh, if I remember, like you know, there's like purple blood, or there was something where this it, it was like it had went far enough in a way that it it drew the ire of someone back in the nineties. Okay, and and they had to make the blood purple or something like that. I can't fully remember. No, it. that would that, that would make sense because like Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo, they replaced the blood with uh, air quotes sweat. Yeah, <laughs> like you uppercut a guy and he goes flying through the air and lands on a spike and it's just a mountain of sweat comes flying off of him. Uh, Takes a lot to fight a tournament, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. Man. I love it. I uh I got to be honest, like I I I really this game like I'm looking at the box art right now and I'm like if you've never played this game, I could totally see why you would do what I did for years and write it off as just like a yeah. a throwaway, just a filler on the shelf. Do you know what I mean? But dude, every time you look up a list of like the best games not included on the Genesis Mini or the best games not included on the Super Nintendo Classic, Zombies in My Neighbors is always one of the games on those lists. And I kept seeing that and I was like, what? Like I was like Chrono Trigger, Turtles in Time. Like I get those ones. Where are those? Sonic 3 on the Genesis. I was like, why Zombies Ain't My Neighbors? And now I finally played it and I'm like, dude, how the fuck was this not a bigger deal when it came out? Because it's hey, well, really good, like it. it it's it's kind. Of, it's funny because it's kind of an analogy of 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 uh, its origins. Whereas, like, it's it's a whole, a whole bunch of B movie, you know, horror B movie type things uh, thrown into one game. And most of those movies were never box office smashes in their day, but become this like cult favorite that people love and rewatch. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly and that's exactly what this was. Is like it wasn't big when it came out. But now it's like it's huge in everyone's minds. If you've played it, like it's it's held in one of the higher respects. Absolutely, right? man. I, dude, I can't tell you how many people have bothered me to do this game on the show since we started the show. And I was like, 
when I got the first couple messages about it, I was like, I never, because I get, I bet you just about every video game ever made, somebody has been like, dude, it'd be great if you did that game or that game. And I try to, yeah. I try to do the ones that get the most requests, but this one kept coming up and I was like, guys, come on. Like it's, I, cause like I, we do the odd episode where it's a really bad game and I just lose my temper and everybody likes it when I get all wound up and I hate them. And that's what I thought people <laughs> were doing with this game. And then I finally played it and I was like, no, this rage. is. This is great. Like to me on the like, like we're talking the Super Nintendo version, but maybe it applies to the Genesis as well. I just know the Super Nintendo better. Like to me, like the the top shelf, top echelon Super Nintendo games are are you know your Final Fantasies, your Super Mario, your Donkey Kongs. You know, like those yeah. the creme de la the Zelda stuff like that. I would not put this game in that level, like on that shelf. But it's the next level down. Like it's, 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 you're not wasting your time playing this. This isn't a crappy throwaway game. It's not one you're going to beat in an hour and never want to play again. If I had rented this game even once as a child, I would have rented it over and over and over because I would have wanted to get good. I think I had rented it. Like if I remember correctly, I'd rented it quite a few times after the fact, just because I just needed to get back to it. And then when I finally had saved all that money, like it was, I remember holding like, you know, the big rectangle box in my hands. Yeah. Like I finally have it. <laughs> That's such a good story, man. I love that kind of stuff. Like saving up. And, and I'll be honest, like, so the first game I ever saved up and bought was Kirby's Dreamland on a Game Boy. And then I beat it two hours after I got home. And I was so mad because that was like all my money gone. Whereas like, yeah, yeah, if I had done what you did and saved up my money and bought this, like this would have been a great game to buy with your own cash, assuming you like it. Cause there's hours and hours, there's no way you're beating this in a weekend. No, no, way no, you're beating this no. In your first weekend. Um, no, like I, I feel like I, like I know the co-op was the first time I beat it. The, the time that I eventually beat it, it I'd had that game for years. Right. And you you even have a point where you'd be away from it for a little bit. You know, it's just okay. You know, you played it through enough, but you come back and it's just nostalgia after that first play. Yeah, man. And then you're you're back in hook to like, okay, let's go. And again, to remember you. And not to beat the dead horse, but again, like I I, I can't understate how important that randomization of items is because you could do yeah. like you said, you could fire it up. And say you die by like the twelfth level because you weren't getting any good items, and you're like, "Fuck me!" But then instead of just turning it off and going to do something else, you're like, well, "Let's try again. Maybe I'll get some good items this time." And it's just it's yeah, well, see, so ingenious. It's even like the mystery potion, like uh, playing last night. Like the mystery potion is a crapshoot. You can you can actually become like a zombie and not do anything, or you can get fast shoes or new health, or or become the purple werewolf. And so like the, the mystery potion, like I I was playing last night, and there's been lots of times where I've used it. I have a couple of them, and I use them when I'm in a tough spot, and it's nothing good. Like it's a waste of my time, and I'm in a tight spot, and I get fast shoes, and what is that going to do for me? But just I'm going to kill myself. Exactly. Yeah. Last night, I, last night I was playing it and I got like a full bar of health when I needed it. And then I got like a werewolf when I needed it. And it was like, yeah, like even just a randomization of, of that one mystery potion, right. Can be make or break your gameplay. So yeah. Yeah. Just fantastic, man. I've seen people and actually they, they mentioned on the Wikipedia page, but even when I was streaming it, people had brought up, uh, that it kind of reminds them is like a retro version of uh dead rising i don't know if you played the dead rising games um, i played I, yeah with the with the really random weapons i played uh wasn't there one on an island 
Yeah, I've never like, played the first one, but there's three or four of them now. Yeah, yeah I, I played one of them. Like I was right in on that, which is funny. Um, be, yeah, and you just you pick up all this random stuff and use like crowbars and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, no, I uh, what was it on the PlayStation Three? Whichever one was on the PlayStation Three, but very much like it a lot. Like yeah, it really is. Like it, it does feel like a <coughs> retro version of Dead Rising. Obviously, not as full like Dead Rising. One of the gimmicks in that is that like you know you can end up with 70, 80 zombies on the screen that you're running by or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, and obviously yeah. the Super Nintendo wasn't going to do that, and neither was the Genesis. But it does have that concept. Like you, you're in in places weird places full of zombies you're just using generic items you'd find laying around in those places as weapons uh you can interact with the environments like you can blow up the soda machines and get sodas out of them and and stuff like that blow up the walls and... yeah i i'm really really disappointed that i skipped out on this game as a kid because i i know i would have loved it as a kid and uh and i do love it now like i finally there's a reason dude if you've never played it you guys there's a reason it is n- always on these games lists to be added to the Genesis Mini, the Super Nintendo Mini, to add to your Raspberry Pis or whatever. Because if I'm not mistaken, there really is no way to play it right now. Like, you can't buy it from Konami right now or anything. No, they, I think they had it on the original Wii. You could get it online. Yeah, like, yeah, on the uh, virtual console on the Wii. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, there, I, I don't know if there's... If it's out on the Switch as a downloadable game or anything like no, that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <clears throat> oh, I just, I got lucky because someone gave me a, a guy, someone I know, a friend who mods things, and he had modded a Wii. And you know, you mod all these different systems, and a Wii doesn't seem all that attractive. And he's like, "Hey, do you want this? It has all the Super Nintendo and Nintendo games on it, and Game Boy games on it." And I was like, "Yeah, sure, what the heck?" And I played a little, and it was funny. We were playing old crappy games like uh, Wayne's World and Home Alone. <laughs> and like Home Alone. Oh, so <laughs> so bad. And just and just laughing at it and, and just having some fun with the kids. And then uh, I I saw zombies in my neighbors, and I was like, oh. And then, like that's, it's it's it used to be in the basement. Now it's upstairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> every like it, it honestly, it's every week or two or like there's a period of time now where I just if I it's almost cathartic, like kind of like a, a relaxation. It's just such a comfort that yeah. I just sit down. It's like I'm gonna play this, see how far I get, and. Yeah, no, it's I it's get it. just a wonderful game. And one thing I got to say that hasn't been brought up is the music. Yeah, on that game is just amazing. Like I can hear it in my my head right now. Um, it's it's almost hard to explain. Like it's so simple, but so like all the weird little noises and stuff like that. Yeah, it's there's dude a lot of these like <laughs> games pre Nintendo sixty four and particularly pre PlayStation. Uh, the music is, I mean, sure, like, I mean, I love the music from Super Mario World as much as the next fan and stuff like that. But a lot of the music, is, you know, it is it is what it is. It's just pixelated, blah, blah, blah music. Uh, but the music in this game is great. And then, again, I, I hate to keep hammering on it, but, like, you add in the sound effects that some of the enemies make to let you know they're coming yeah. or they're around. Uh, and you're right, dude, this is... as Frankly, this is as good as sound is implemented on the Super Nintendo for my money. Like, Yeah, it really is, like, it's just a consummate well designed well created game for that console like it, it i in just playing it again recently it, it just blows my mind like this is a super nintendo game yeah. like almost feels like something that could be like a a, a cheaply made thing on the playstation or you know, like it just it feels like a game that shouldn't be on the super nintendo but it does it is agreed or on agreed. The yeah agreed looking at it right now i'm like it it's yeah like for a like I'm a Nintendo homer as you guys all know but like for a game that wasn't made by Nintendo 
it looks really, really good. Like, there's no mailing it in. I, I actually read, and I have not played the Genesis version. Um, I'm actually reading right now that the most people actually, for for a change, consider the Super Nintendo version to kind of be the 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 better of the two versions. And normally, oh, when a weird. game is on the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, frankly, more often Genesis. than not, the Genesis version is the better version. But people seem to be yeah. saying it actually runs a little bit better on the Super Nintendo. I, I mean, I would play it on either one. I, uh, for your, if you have it on Nintendo switch, if you've got a Nintendo switch, they have Nintendo online where they've got a whole bunch of super Nintendo games sitting there waiting for you. And now that I have played zombies ate my neighbors, it is right near the top of the list of super Nintendo games. I want to see added to the switch. Cause I would love to have this game handheld where I could just yes. sit down and do a mission and, or like give it a run and say, yeah. you know what? I got to level 24 and then come back tomorrow and play it again. It'd be a great game to play while you're kind of watching the news or whatever. Like, well, it'd be great if, like, you know, they do port it, bring it out on the on the switch to throw in a save state. <laughs> oh God, I'm I'm because then you could like go through it actually. Like, I, I'm I, it's a it's a benefit, like you said, it's a benefit and a boon, like, or it's a, it's a good and a bad sort of thing. But it would just be a nice option. Like, you just yeah. turn it off and on. Like, yeah. I want save state, I don't, and I would literally play both. Yeah, just depending on my mood, right? So I, I would really, I'm floored that like this game hasn't shown up again. Like where's the, like I'm reading here that they, they did, they did a game that was not planned to be a sequel. Then they kind of made it into a sequel to try to help its sales. It was called ghoul patrol, but nobody cared about it. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm floored. We haven't gotten a zombies ate my neighbors two or a zombies ate my neighbors remastered or like, well, like you got a, I'm, what was it? Not maniac match of a day, the tentacle. Didn't they, uh, they remastered that at one point. Yeah, they, they did. Not. Yeah. And it's like, why, why this even references day of the tentacle. Right. That's one of the names of one of the levels. And it's just like, why not don't say my neighbors? I know. <laughs> I don't get like the only thing I can imagine. I mean, maybe someone's got the rights to something and it's, I don't know. The only thing I can imagine is that they're worried that a ton of people feel the way I do, where they just see that it, it looks like such a, president's choice no name royal cola game it really doesn't look like a great video game until you play it and you're like oh my god this is really good and and maybe they released it on the wii virtual console maybe the sales you know what it could have been that the sales numbers there just didn't warrant any more work with it maybe that's all it is well Um, at that point in time with the wii like how much was online downloadable content a thing right like I had the Wii. Um, like I'm, I'm a Nintendo guy too. I've had all the Nintendos, and like it just at that point in time, that wasn't I wasn't aiming for the stuff that they were putting on, on online or on the Wii stuff. When Wii U came out, and it was kind of a lot easier. Yeah, I did get some of that content, but yeah. it, I just think it was the wrong time and place. Had they waited for the Wii U, maybe it'd done better. Oh, right? Like, God. I, man, the Wii U is like the I love that console, <laughs> and it's just like the saddest story ever because like twelve people bought one. <laughs> like nobody used it. And I was like, dude, the Wii U was I awesome. Know. I hate it. Uh, was. I loved it. I played so much Mario Maker on the Wii U. I put more hours into that probably than any other game. Yeah, man. Oh, Mario Maker. I never even got Mario <laughs> Maker 2, but the original one on the Wii U, yeah, I played the yes. fuck out of that game. Oh, man. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I thought that this was going to be like a 25 minute episode, and we're <laughs> creeping up on an hour of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, wow. It's just, it's, guys, I, I, I'm going to repeat myself one more time. If you've not played it, I mean, it's not available anywhere. You're going to have to emulate it, but emulate it. Just try it. It's really, really fun. It's And don't get angry when you die in the first six levels. Try again, because you will go further the next time. I promise. Um, 
Dude, uh, we're, so we always try to score stuff out of a weird number. And I'm just reading there's 48 stages in this game. So on a scale of 1 to 48, and we're scoring the Super Nintendo iteration because that's when we both played, what would you score Zombies Ate My Neighbors, Dad? Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm a little bit impartial. I, I'd probably go with a cool 45. Like, I, yeah. I, I personally, it's just one of my favorites of all time. But I'm a horror nut. I'm a, I'm a comic nut. Uh, it just ticks all my boxes. So. But And to me, that speaks to the greatness of this game because I am not a horror nut or a comic book super fan. And yeah, I'd probably get in that 43, 44 out of 48. Like, it's... If, if you if you appreciate the genre and that world, I think it's going to do a little extra something for you. But even if you don't know who any of these characters are and you don't care about horror games, it's just a fun video game. That's yeah. really what it comes down to. That's always been my most important thing about a game. I don't care about the graphics. I don't care about the music. I don't care about... Is it fun? If I'm having fun playing it, then it's a good video game. And I have a fucking blast. Outside of the giant baby, I have a fucking blast <laughs> playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors. So... Uh, dude, I'm so glad we finally were able to make this work. Before we sign off, I know you stay pretty busy yourself. Do you want to plug any of your? By me, by all means, the the industries uh, are listening. Yeah, no. Plug away. I I'm on all the social media. Um, Thaddeus Archer three on everything but Instagram. Instagram and Thaddeus Archer. I don't know why I didn't do three, but I don't want to go back and change it now. Um, <laughs> and then on top of that, uh, you can find sort of all the content I produce through wrestling or through uh, showcasing local businesses or eating spicy chicken at Northern Chicken and interviewing people, completely ripping off hot ones. Um, but uh, all that's on, on my YouTube page. Uh, we just rebranded it. It was, was known as Thaddeus Archer Third. Now it's known as TA3 TV, which Thaddeus Archer Third TA3. And uh, basically, I've kind of opened the door to some of my producers and people making other shows so um we're gonna have we just rebranded put out a new arch report episode the arch report is based on all the wrestling shows i work and sort of the behind the scenes like being the elite with aew essentially some comedy some story and then um yeah we can be doing more sad about towns which is showcasing local businesses and when we can get things going with the pandemics interviewing people and eating northern chickens insanely hot sauces that are hotter than even the last dab and uh <laughs> my stomach's not looking forward to that and then i'm gonna have a few other things on there from uh, my my one of my producers gavin is gonna have an interview show we're gonna have a cooking show and the door is open if anyone thinks they might want to produce a show we're willing to entertain the fact and say hey join the channel and basically it's just promoting everything edmonton and having fun doing it and whether it's food or wrestling or anything it's just kind of a community for everybody to come and either watch us make fools of ourselves or showcase people or people can come, you know, doors open if someone wants to join the, join the team. So I love it, man. That's, I mean, I'll, like guys, when this episode, cause I have no idea when this episode is going to go live when I'm recording it, but when it goes live, you'll all have seen the, like I'll have tagged Thad on Twitter and Instagram and all those things. When I posted the episode, throw him a follow, give him a shout out. He's a good man doing good work uh, here in Edmonton. And obviously pro wrestling, He's a pro wrestler. He's a he's a manager. I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. You guys know that. There's a whole bunch of wrestling fans here in the channel. So everybody go check him out. And uh, dude, fucking is so great to finally get you on the show, Thad. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, stay safe until we're not having to fucking stay safe anymore. Yes, yes. And we can finally get you out get you out to a show when you don't have a a show that uh, that night. The one rare Saturday. 
just explain to your girlfriend that Thaddeus said that you have to come out to a wrestling show. Oh, she so. she, she would be like, hey, fucking go to the wrestling show. Get the <laughs> well, bring her, hey, anniversary. <laughs> bring her out for an anniversary. It's romantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sorry, that, that, me. that would be more romantic than most of the stuff I do, actually. So yeah. uh, good stuff, dude. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me on, man. This was a blast. that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thaddeus Archer the third. Thank you so much for finally giving me a call and coming on the show. I was so excited. Dude, I've been wanting to get you on the show forever. So that fucking went really good. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, guys, if you're enjoying what we're doing, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting them, supporting us on Patreon. It's two bucks a month. Helps me out so much. You get a ton of extra podcasts, a shout out on the show. You can DM with me. I'll read your comments. You can play, play one, remake one, erase one every week and get on the show and get the home version and blah, 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 blah. Uh, this Sunday's episode of our Patreon exclusive show expansion pass, we will be talking the best and worst controllers in gaming history. You guys know how all that works. Uh, so check all that out. Patreon.com slash remember the game. We also have a PO box where you can just send me a postcard, a letter, something little. Let me know where you're, where you're listening from. I'll send you remember the game postcard back and we'll be best friends. You can find that full address at our website. Remember the game podcast.com. And then finally I'm over on Twitch. I stream Tuesday and Thursday nights and Sunday Sunday afternoons just go to twitch.tv and search for member the game not remember member the game give me a follow it's completely free and then it'll tell you when I'm online and you can come by and hang out I spend more time arguing with the chat than I actually do playing the video games and it's really really fun so that'll do it for this week's episode thank you all so much for listening I'll be back on Friday for Patreons with Game Patch Sunday for Patreons with Expansion Pass Monday on Free Feeds with Game Patch and next Wednesday with episode 130 seven of remember the game which spoiler alert will finally be the final fantasy 8 episode of the show and it's a long one i've already it is a long game chat i'm telling you all right now but that'll come next week thanks for listening stay safe clean your control let's wash your hands take care of each other and i will talk to you soon cheers Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I simply could not produce all the content I am without all of your support, so I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone that has supported us for at least $2 at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. So a huge thank you to A Novel Console, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Beasley, Adam O'Sharello, AJ Freeman, AJ Jones, Alan C., Alex Martinez, Amarok, Amy Gillen, Andre, Andrew Wright, April Zane, Arpad Bodhos, Ashley Cronenbitter, Badar Barhumi, Ben Bulia, Ben Boo. Ben Drinken, Boognish, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brandon Hine, Brian McKay, Brian Robbins, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Charlie Medeiros, Chris Campbell, Chris Fleury, Chris Wilson, Christopher Russell, Chris, Christopher Sumner, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandicoot, Chris Knife 007, Dan T, Dana Wucherall, Danny Vega, Dario Omen, Darren, Dave, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, David Schnatterer, Defunct, Derek Jane, Derpimus Derp- 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 Prime, Desert 
Tortoise, Devin Gordon, Divalk, DNA Gaming, Do How, Dominic S. Thompson, Doug Dorn, Dylan, Mfelf, Eric Canard, Evan Refuse, Freddie Martinez, Fraser Burns, Freddie Bovenkirk, G9PSX, Gary C, Geek Life Radio, Grimpy, Andre SJA Flash, James Anderson, James Clark, Jared, Jason Cortez, JB Retromania, Jay Clutch, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Jer Bear, Jesse Clark, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskis, John Quack, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick. Casey Rarick, Keegs, Kelly, Kevin, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Napscog, Les Wine, and Luca, Louis, Luis Oliva, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mad Shibs, Make Mallow Shift Money, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Martin Greenwood, Matt Brown, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, Mercury 869, Michael Mathis, Nick, Mick Morse, Michael Hegg, Mike Cummings, Mike Malawaney, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, MPG in Buffalo, Mr. Satan, Mr. Impressive, Mr. Nick, Mr. Me Seeks 0406, Wolverine Films, Nathan Trombley, Nathan W, Nevrop, Nick Sills, Niklos Martinez, Ninja Lunchbox 79, No One Cares, Pat Duddy, Parzival, PB McFadden, Peebs, Pie Messiah, Poops Loomis, Potato Bob Guy, Raging Demon, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Rex Sheldon, Robert Fuchsia, Robert Lippa, Rodrigo Tomazzi, Ron Pierce, Ryan Bayshore, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Yeager, Sam Wright, Scott Brooks, Scott V, Sean Clifford, Sean Razine, Sharonic, Silver Grunion, Slick Rick, Starl Probin, Stitch, Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, That One Kid Nick, The Anti-Spatial Podcast, the giraffe the honest pokemon trainer the t-word they call me badger tim l timothy riel todd tom kite tommy reynolds tony cherichetti tom k pardon me troy k this is so hard tyler very cool dude vincent l vladstein white burrow wyman brooks x water yamcha zane donovan and zoo troy i hope you all enjoyed that if i screwed up your names consider yourself special thanks for the support i'll talk to you soon cheers (laughs) 